Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. All right, today we are talking about YouTube shorts. And I know we've talked about this before, but I think we've got some unique angles to discuss. And it's been a while. And it has been a while. YouTube yeah. changes a lot, especially with the shorts, I think. Oh, man. And, and as we're speaking, as we're recording this, things are changing with YouTube shorts. So. I'm excited. Awesome. All right, Nate. So the first thing I'd like to ask you about is, have you noticed that they have improved significantly? Because I know YouTube came out and said, yeah, we're fixing the problems with the shorts time, you know, average view duration affecting the rest of your channel. But I have noticed, and I'm curious to see what you've noticed, mm -hmm. a lot of people saying, at least in comments on things like our community posts and our YouTube videos, that they have not noticed it really being fixed and that it seems to still be detrimental to their channel. Yeah. So you're talking about putting shorts on the same yep. channel. That, that's the exactly. idea. Yeah. <sighs> you know, this is something, it's a source you could tell them the tone of my voice here. Mm -hmm. It's a source of a bit of frustration on my part. Cause I know a couple months back as of recording this, I made a video called I'm finally excited about shorts again, because I just learned about what they were planning on doing. It's, it's not that I would expect them to roll it out all perfectly at once, all at once. But based on the evidence I am seeing also, it seems to be that it's going slower than I would have hoped for. <laughs> right. The, the fixing and, and particularly, so the issues that were before with uh, having shorts and long form content on the, on the same channel was the algorithm got confused. It, it's thought that your audience all of a sudden really only preferred short form videos. So it stopped recommending your long form videos. It did that for a while until they realized it, they caught it. And so what they did was they pretty much cut it between the two. And so you had two different audiences on the same channel, shorts content, long form content, and there was very little overlap. And so what they had announced was that they were going to fix that and uh, by bridging the gap better, by getting smarter between those two content types. Uh -huh. And th that's what I'm referring to. That's what we're, we're referencing with this, this fixing this issue. Uh, it's, it's not where I would want it to be yet. And the, the other source, so that's the one source of frustration. The other one is I don't have as much real world experience as I want to have on this. I haven't been testing shorts as much recently as I, as I want to have done. Mm -hmm. um, so speaking of resolutions for the year, et cetera, uh, that is something that I want to delve into much more this year. Uh, so if you are listening to this, if you have experience with publishing shorts on your, on your, on the same channel or with your long form content, I would love to see some threads in the project 24 community discussing this, like what's happening. Like uh, maybe we start a thread called uh, what's happening with your YouTube shorts on your regular channel. And then people can comment and share what's been like real results, real time results. I think that would be very helpful. Right. And so I know time is a big issue, but if you could wave a magic wand and immediately have, YouTube shorts content for your channel tomorrow, would you be ready to do that? Is time the only constraint for why you haven't done it yet? Or are you still just too nervous that it will damage your channel? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, so time is definitely a factor. We've, we've discussed different approaches to doing it. Cody, one of our uh, editors, we've discussed maybe intentionally filming a short when I record a long form video also, Mm -hmm. separately, but also recording an, a short version of that same video. I mean, I'm on the topic anyway. Why not just immediately turn around and record a short form version of that? And we might do something like that. We also discussed maybe taking that and 
well, this is getting a little more advanced. Maybe we'll cover this a little bit later on, but taking that and tacking it on to the end of the long form video so we can have them connected. Mm -hmm. uh, we've discussed a few different things. So time is definitely a factor, focus, time. I think the other issue has been uh, concern with the majority of the content that I see on shorts. And if, if the audience that would watch that type of content is also the audience that would watch regular long form channel makers content. If you've heard me say anything before here in Project 24 or on Channel Makers, I've talked about how shorts are primarily entertainment content and the archetype ratio of Channel Makers is not entertainment primarily. Uh, so that's right. been the other primary concern. Uh, beyond that, as far as concerns of destroying the rest of my content, I don't, I, I don't personally have a lot of concerns with that. I mean, I could give it a go, but I haven't it hasn't been a primary deciding factor, if that makes sense. Right, absolutely, that's helpful. All right, so as you were saying about exactly how to execute YouTube Shorts, for a beginner who's never done YouTube Shorts, what strategy would you recommend versus you know, um, doing the YouTube content separately or doing it all at the same time and grabbing a piece of that content for the YouTube Short? Yeah, that's good. So current thought here is there's going to be different approaches that work for different channels. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a good question, <laughs> by the way. If you are, for example, if your channel right now, you're listening to this and your channel is primarily entertainment archetype, meaning you're just doing stuff to entertain, to make people laugh, to show cool stuff, and you're not necessarily trying to teach people or just, you know, build a, a following for you as a person. If that's what you're doing primarily, then I would be I, I would be, def if you're not already doing this, I would definitely be adding intentional uh, independent shorts to mm -hmm. the mix. When you're planning your, your content in your production plan, I would be thinking, sure, long form videos as well as short form. I'd be saying, hey, man, I, I need to start putting short videos into the mix of what I'm already doing if I'm not already doing it. So if you're doing, let's say you're publishing once a week a long form, see how you can swing also doing a short, depending on how long the short takes. If the shorts take a lot less time to produce for you, then you could do more. Uh, and I would not have an issue with that. So if, if that's your primary archetype, I would definitely be doing that. Now, uh, alternative, and well, uh, let me actually speak a bit further on that. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as, because this is, might be approach I would take with any channel archetype, I would start looking into the possibility of making or, or thinking as you're planning your videos, whatever archetype, thinking of a 60 second segment that could be a short, mm. if it were independent. I would start looking at it that way because no matter your archetype, uh, I am really curious how this will do. And I actually have a story to share here, share here in a moment, uh, but I'd be really curious how this is going to play out going forward. Because once again, I've said this since the very beginning of shorts, if there's a way to bridge the gap between the broad appeal and spreadability of a short into a long form content or the rest of the content on your channel, that would be awesome. And supposedly YouTube is making, and they have that functionality. You can take a clip from a short and then say, watch the full version. And I've seen that on the shorts feed. I'm sure you listening to this have also. So I've seen that. Um, but I'm, uh, what I'm excited most about is the potential for additional traffic outside the other algorithms. It right. could almost turn into its own suggestion engine. So we've got the home, the browse, that you browse, and then we have suggested when you're watching a long-form video, the other one's suggested. We all know about those. But what about shorts sh suggested? That, they might put it under the suggested umbrella, but that could turn out to be really cool. 
Right. And like you were saying with just thinking ahead, I don't think that would be hard to plan into your planning process, especially if you use templates. That's something that we do. And I would definitely recommending recommend doing that yourself because you can just have the things you don't want to forget. So yeah, intro, main points, call to action, kind of the obvious ones. But there's a lot of other things you might want to have in that template just so that you don't forget to go over them before you film. Um, like what part could be good for a 60 second short or even things like the description or pin comment you'd want to add and thumbnail. So mm. in a template, that could be a really great thing. I'm thinking we should add I'm that actually, to our I'm template. i that too. <laughs> As you're saying that, I'm like, man, we should put that in there. Uh, yeah. the, here's the tricky things I'm seeing with that. Uh, that I, I'm working through currently. That is to make something that's a cohesive 60 seconds or less that works cohesively, but also works in a longer form video. <sighs> that feels a little bit tricky mm-hmm. because it it's like you have to have an entire story arc within that 30 seconds, 30 to 60 seconds or however long you do. Uh, but you also, if you're doing it, approaching it that way as like a story, right? There, I get it. There can be moments where the lawnmower explodes or whatever, you know, mm, right. you could do that. But to have a story arc style of short, which I see work very well, especially for longer shorts, like 60 second ones, if you tell a story in it, it works really well. But to have that within a longer form video is presenting a challenge thus far. And it's something I want to tackle more of as we're approaching this. The craziest thing I was watching a video by, uh, you may or may not be familiar with, there's a YouTube creator called Matt Stoney. He does food eating challenges. So he's a speed eating uh, and competitions and he'll do like a thousand Takis, you know, in five minutes or stuff like that. It's it's absurd (laughs) and kind of disgusting, but kind of fascinating, (laughs) which is why I watch it. Uh, But recently I watched a video of his and I think this is what he was trying to do. The first, so the video starts he says, all right, today we're going to do this challenge. Let's get into it. And he starts eating and he starts doing the challenge. And then it was as if the video restarted. He, so he starts eating and he starts doing the challenge. And he says, okay, that was great. And then it goes to, hey, welcome everybody. So it's like, we're huh. like a minute in. And then he says, hey, welcome everybody to my video. Uh, and hey, today we're going to do a food challenge. And we're going to do this challenge. And it was the weirdest, it was bizarre to me as a as a watcher because it felt like the video restarted. As, but I think what he was trying to do is this. He was trying to create an independent piece of content at the beginning that could be separate, but it was a weird experience as a viewer. Yeah, and did it make you curious or were you kind of just like, uh, I'm moving I, on? I, it, it didn't work for me. It felt a little bit, as a viewer, it felt a little bit like, why did I just watch that first thing if mm-hmm. I'm here for the rest of this stuff? It didn't, it was strangely implemented. As a YouTube uh, teacher or expert, I, I had that, I don't know if you've seen that meme of the Leonardo DiCaprio where he's pointing, you know, he's like, hey, yeah. that was me, that was me. I was pointing at the TV like, oh my goodness, I know what he just did uh, or what he was attempting to do. Right. Uh, but it didn't work. So best I've come up with right now, which is again, what I was discussing with Cody uh, is maybe doing it at the end of the video. Mm-hmm. Something that, so they watch the whole video, that's great. Watch time, it might be a little bit weird. It might do some weird stuff to your retention, but my current thought is, if I'm gonna do a whole cohesive story arc, maybe I tack it on to the end. And then it's just for the the diehards, and then they see, they know what you're doing. Maybe you're transparent with them. You say, hey, by the way, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna make this at the end of my video, 
because I'm going to do a YouTube short about this right. or something like that. And then they know what they're watching. And then it's almost like insider stuff at the end of the video. That's right. my current thought on how to approach it. I wonder if you could take a video that you're already making, plan it as a 60 second segment in maybe the middle of the video. And like we've talked about with stories, one principle is, especially with YouTube, because they're not a captive audience by any means, is to, as soon as you resolve one crisis, and a crisis could be multiple things, it could be a question they want an answer to, or any kind of suspense, as soon as you resolve one or answer one question, you have to immediately bring up another one for them to then be anticipating. Oh, so yes. I wonder if you could have that 60-second segment actually answer one question, propose a question, answer a question within 60 seconds, and immediately propose another question mm. or you know, intriguing thing that they mm -hmm. want to see the result of. And then they do have to click I like to that. get the rest of the video. That's a really interesting uh, take on it because it, another angle I've seen be very successful has been, let's say it's uh, 10 tricks for tying your shoes. And then you do a short, you repurpose it by re-editing one of those tricks. Mm -hmm. I have seen that work thus far. And then you make it into a complete thing. And then in that case, it's actually your, your point right there that could be included in the middle of, or <laughs> if you made every single little story arc independent, mm. you could get multiple shorts That's out of a, good a idea. single video. Man, we should try that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, That's so we're getting cool. pretty advanced here. Yeah, that's and good. I think it's great, but <laughs> if you haven't started YouTube Shorts, especially if you're overwhelmed with the rest of your channel, um, let's go on some ways to maybe start implementing Shorts in a much more simple and not intimidating way than all of this yeah. high-level stuff. So um, one thing I do want to mention is if you are trying to use your main content as a short, you're going to have like those ratio problems. Um so I talked to Cody because he knows a lot about this. Um, and he said that if you can have a four by three aspect ratio on your camera, that would be probably the best way to do it if you really know what you're doing in editing. Um, a lot of cameras, even the one we currently recommend, doesn't have that setting. Mm -hmm. um, three by two, the one we recommend does have that. Um, and that's also better than the regular 16 by nine. Um, so again, you're gonna have to scale it for the main video, but... That's a good way to do it if you know what you're doing with editing. Otherwise, I think the best approach would be to just have your camera set up for the regular video and then have your phone set up on a tripod and then you'll just have to cut out whatever segment that short was. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to end up with a long recording on your phone, but that should work. And this you is if no you're space. making it independent. No, so. this is if you're trying to take a segment. Well, yes, if you're yeah. making either way. Yeah. 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 Because mm -hmm. you'd have to take it from the same source material. Right. Yeah. So if you had the long form, you'd have to actually trim it out. It's an interesting challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's complicated because even though, yeah, you could trim, trim the main footage from your camera, it might not look great um, depending on where you are sound in the just frame. Barely, that was my water bottle dropping yeah. on the floor. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Back to you, Julia. He's just got, you know, symbols over there, drums. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. I, I can see that being if you were trying to create an independent piece of content and you wanted it to be native in the correct aspect ratio. Mm -hmm. I could see doing that. It's a perfectionist thing. It is. But it's also yeah. really hard if you, you know, you've got that wide horizontal view and then you're trying to trim it into a short. I've had this issue before. Uh -huh. Like 
it's a little tricky because you have less than a third of the frame to work with, yes. especially if you have something on a whiteboard or if you have any elements on screen, they're ruined in shorts. Yeah, no much. way. Yeah. So those are some, some things to deal with. So there's a couple ways, or you could just try it. You could just try trimming it out of your main content, especially if it's just you in the frame, it can work. Yeah. I like that. Right. So what channels would not be a fit for shorts in your opinion? Like at all, like just don't even try it. Are there any in general? Well, I don't think I would give a blanket statement. It's possible I could be proven wrong on this, but <laughs> I don't know if I'd give a blanket statement like that type of channel will not do well. Okay. Typically, if you take the right approach or hand pick the right things to focus on, you can do it with almost any topic or, or channel type. Uh, for example, if I were doing an advanced mathematics channel, if I just did a YouTube short where I'm explaining in a classroom style and advanced mathematics concept, I doubt that would do well. Because especially if it felt like you had to have prior knowledge in order to understand that video. What I have seen work is if you assume when you're making the short that they have zero prior knowledge of something, maybe some general cultural knowledge if you're targeting a demographic or a geographic or a psychographic, right? If there's some general cultural knowledge, like everybody knows that Harley Davidsons are loud, you know, like those motorcycles, they're, they're really loud, like that type of thing, then maybe it would work. But in general, assume that they don't know anything about it or very little mm -hmm. and then approach it from that angle uh, and focus on, look at this cool trick. Like if I were doing advanced mathematics and I could, sh if I started the short, like most people know, don't know or most people think it's difficult to to use the Pythagorean theorem. But what you didn't know was this stupidly simple little trick. Look, if you do this, this, and this, then you get the result in a fraction of the time. That would work well yeah, as a YouTube short. Um, that content, if the rest of your content is advanced mathematics, that's very different still, but it might still be enough to attract audience to the rest of your content. Right. And I think it's such a good way to broaden your audience, you know, because if you're not interested in math, there's no way you're going to click on a 13-minute video. Mm -hmm. But with the right packaging, you might click on a short. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you might w watch a short if it was just something crazy interesting. I can think of a, a variety of examples where if you take just a very juicy, interesting moment and assume that they don't know anything about it beforehand, then you can do very well with shorts. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that brings me to another thing, which is a portion of our audience is interested in primarily blogging and using YouTube as a supplement for their blogging and their website. So what would you think if someone's like, you know, I don't have time to have a full blown YouTube channel, but I do want to get more people to my blog or maybe another social media. I don't know, mm -hmm. Pinterest, Instagram. What would you think about having a shorts only channel as a way <laughs> to get brought in your audience to you see your blog? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've never thought of this. <laughs> this is my first time thinking of this. Oh man. Uh, or webs, you know, yeah. yeah or website, your website or yeah, service, I, anything. Yeah, I get it. Uh, okay. So I, I, first I have to assume you have an information blog. Let's just assume that for a moment. Mm -hmm. You have, you're answering people's Google search queries. Let's just assume that for a moment. <laughs> I just, I, I think the gap between YouTube shorts and people going to check out your blog is too big. Okay. I don't think I would recommend that. The alternative to that is if you still want to make very helpful 
short videos, but they're not intended for the shorts feed. I just don't think the shorts feed is the place for that. I might yeah. change my mind on this in the future, but at first impression, I don't think that's the case. You can still make shorter, low, lower edit videos mm-hmm. um, that are just helpful uh, on the YouTube platform leading to your blog. That That's fine. But otherwise, I don't think I would do it. Okay. However, another example is if you are more of a professional, like you do some sort of consulting, mm-hmm. you have a website, uh, real estate agent, uh, health coach, um, that uh, that type of thing. Shorts could do very well for you. What I, I mean, we see it. It's kind of funny because there's the rise of the TikTok millionaires, the people that give investing advice in 60 seconds mm-hmm. or less. It's most of the time it's really false and fake and just clickbaity and just trying to get attention. But what I do see working well in short form content, and this would work on the shorts feed is again, approaching it as a general demographic, assume they don't know very much. So very entry level type of information. And you focus on very interesting things about it. So if you're a, uh, like a weight loss coach, for example, you say, did you know that, uh, or I did this experiment with, mm-hmm. 10 of my clients where I had 10 of them drink an extra glass of water a day and 10 of them drink one less glass of water a day. Here's what happened after 30 days. That'd be a great short. Yeah. Uh, And what that's doing is it's piquing people's interest, but it's also building your credibility. And so setting yourself as a credible um, expert in something on YouTube shorts, if you produce enough of those, you're almost like a celebrity expert, which is kind of interesting. (laughs) Not everybody wants to be that, but it does still build uh, authority and awareness yeah. of what you're doing. And so if someone was going to do something like that, what kind of volume do you think they should aim for as far as how many shorts, how often publishing, things like that? That's a good question. Uh, you need to get on people's mind a lot in order for that to actually work. It's not enough to watch a single short. Mm-hmm. So typically that does mean a bit more volume. Uh, man, uh, d- depending on your publishing schedule and what you're capable of doing, I'd be aiming for at least two to three shorts a week, I think, mm-hmm. in that space. Which I don't think is unrealistic at all. I, I, mean, I don't think so either. Shorts can be a lot easier than regular videos Especially, if you haven't tried them. Yeah, if they're the type you can just produce right on your phone, like that's even better. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. And even if you're editing, I mean, I've edited shorts and added little graphics and stuff, which I'm slow, but it's 60 seconds. Like You can make a pretty nice looking short for in 60 seconds and a lot less time than it would take for a full length video to Definitely. do the same thing. Yes. So I think that might be a good, even if you're just trying to get used to the platform, used to YouTube, dip your toe in the water. I don't know. What do you think of? Oh, I think so. And I think if I'm going to go back to the expert thing, if you have industry knowledge uh-huh. or industry expertise, I don't care if you're plumbing, <laughs> you know, woodwork, whatever. If you have industry knowledge behind the scenes stuff, think of it in moments. Think of it in juicy things that maybe it's obvious. It's stupidly obvious. You've been doing it for 20 years. And yet, does the average person know that? No. And so if you wanted a starting point for that, you could just write down 100 things. Just make a list. 100 things, just micro moments that people might not know about. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Voila. You have your shorts hit the list. Awesome. And then similar question, but for podcasts, what about shorts to get people to your podcast, either on YouTube and now YouTube's rolling out the podcast feature mm-hmm. or just on the podcast app or whatever way they're listening to a podcast? Interesting. Mm. So traditionally what's been done thus far, 
this is good to put on the lens of shorts, but traditionally what's been done thus far is you'll do a single podcast with a guest and then, and that's long, usually an hour or more long, and then you'll slice it up. You'll make themed moments and do that and, and make shorter pieces of content out of that. Like what Ryan Trahan thinks about X, Y, Z, or, you know, and, and it's, it's really, it's just a moment from a podcast, but you make it sound really juicy and interesting. There are a ton of YouTube shorts performing very well that are that type of content. Um, so right off, you can do that. Uh, just make it about your podcast. And in that case, heck, I, I feel like you could do that just fine on the same channel. I'm just thinking this through out loud here. So you could do that just fine on, on a channel, just slice it up. It would take a bit more editing to take the full hour long of footage and find little moments. But if you find micro stories, that would work very well. As far as the direct linking that we were talking about earlier, getting those moments within a podcast interview, that might be a little bit more challenging because typically they're very punchy. And in order for it to be successful, it can't feel so continuous. So unless you have, or maybe you pre-plan for a series of micro moments, mm. uh, it could be more challenging. Although that might be an interesting approach if you do podcasting to plan with your guest. Maybe you have the longer form questions and then maybe at the end of the podcast, you have like a rapid fire. Oh yeah. Question Q and A like, Hey, what do you think of this? And then have them give you an answer. And then you can create a bunch of YouTube shorts from those linking to the full podcast. That is a fantastic idea. That would be really interesting. <laughs> what other trends have you noticed recently with YouTube shorts? Any new advice you would give? Uh, well, part of it's a repetition of what's been said before uh, there as we're recording this, they are rolling out. They've, they've rolled out the permissions for the, the partner program for YouTube mm -hmm. shorts, which I'm, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. If they do it well, the other short form content platforms are going to have to adapt in order to compete. I am pretty sure on that because if YouTube creates something that is, that pays people money directly, like from the platform itself and it's short form, and the, uh, they will outpace the other content platforms. They'll win. Uh, so I'm certain that that's, that's the case. Uh, however, in addition to that, um, I see that various situations, uh, I, I see situations where it's, it, I wouldn't ever want to rely too heavily on just the monetization from YouTube Shorts. It's rolling out, that's great, but as with always, I would treat it as your, what do you call it? The milk money, right? The, the, uh -huh. the, your, uh, I think it's the, the milk money. It's that term where it's like, yeah, that's great. That helps out, but it's never the primary focus in terms of making money from it. I think there's too much potential elsewhere to make money more effectively than just relying on the partner program. Uh-huh. And so that is perfect segue into what do you think is the breakdown of value? You know, like the 80-20 rule. So and assuming you're not like thinking, oh, I'm going to make all the money from shorts. You're just trying to grow your channel as a whole. Mm -hmm. What is the value of doing shorts? Would you say everyone should probably try if it's a good fit for their channel or, you know, just don't worry about it unless you're absolutely looking for more to do. Mm -hmm. It's a difficult question. Of course, it's so dependent on the specific channel, but I have some general rules. Okay, great. It's a good question. Uh, first of all, blanket statement. I'm going to say this to everybody. If you have not tried making short form content, even if you think you'll hate it, even if you've never done it before, even if you think you won't do it, it's still worth trying. There's just something really educational 
about trying to make a piece of content that's 60 or 30 seconds or less mm. uh, that just makes you realize how important each second is yeah, and makes you focus on the energy and and keeping attention in every given moment. It's not that you have to do that perpetually into the future, but I think that everybody should try it. Yeah. I think everybody, if you're listening to this, you've never tried doing short form content before. I'm going to recommend it. Do 10, just do 10 and see how you feel. Uh, and if, and if you think, well, maybe that was interesting, do 10 more, just see. Um, so that's blanket statement. Great. Beyond that, as far as allocation of focus, 80, 20 rule type of thing, if you are leading with entertainment archetype, it's very important. If you're not currently doing it, find a way to do it and add it to your mix ASAP. I, I feel strongly about that. I think it's, it, it's just, it's too big of an opportunity to miss in that space. If you're a different archetype, you're leading more connection or information. Uh, I would still try it, see what you think about it. See. Um, so first of all, assess yourself Say, how do I like making the short form content? Is it worth it to me? And then assess the results. Now, the caveat I'm going to add there is if you start publishing shorts and you don't see a lot of results for a while, it's possible you just don't know how to make good shorts mm-hmm. <laughs> yet. Uh, so I wouldn't read it too soon. If you're open to it and you think, when you look at your channel and you think about, and you think there could be a space for short form content and maybe it would be beneficial. You're willing to go that direction. Maybe it'd be beneficial to create short form content off of your long form content, link it, link them together, that type of thing. Then don't let it replace your primary content activities, income producing activities. Don't let it replace it, but I would add it to your mix each week. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, So yeah, if you're in that situation, add it to the mix and give it a really solid test. Mm -hmm. Like do it for months. If you're, like I said, if you're open to it, um, go beyond just curiosity into actually testing it. Awesome. Any thoughts on the framing? Was the last question, but I'm like, because you don't you don't get a regular thumbnail. How do you make that eye catching so that people watch it in the first place? Oh, that's good. I haven't I haven't delved into this recently because we went through this period where. YouTube selected the thumbnail, then it was like, well, you can make your own thumbnail. And then it's back to YouTube selecting it as far as I know. I believe so. Uh, okay. So. Such a double check. But yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. I'd have to double check that. It, so I don't know how they decide to select an image, but it's got to be important because it's an entry point from the other browsing areas. You know, if you're on YouTube, like the homepage, there's that, there's a short stripe now mm-hmm. um, and they appear on yeah, elsewhere and, and suggested like there's short stripes all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, they're still testing it within the shorts feed. Thumbnail means nothing because it's just the first few seconds of the video. But elsewhere, I haven't determined yet how they decide where to pick that. The best rule of thumb would be, in general, make it as visually interesting as possible. So wherever you can have something interesting happening. Mm-hmm. I would imagine they're probably working on algorithm if they aren't already if they don't already have this trying to identify the most interesting moment from a short and therefore that is what they populate as the thumbnail the the area that maybe people watch the most they pause the most I don't know they're watching viewer behavior they're they're analyzing the the movement on the screen what appears to be the most interesting they're probably doing that um, so if there are moments that are meant to be that way, then maybe you can experiment with it. And 
if you have a climactic moment in your short, say, test it. Open up an incognito window. Look, just look at it and see if it picks that moment as yeah. the thumbnail. But in general, focus on visually interesting things. On the on the short strip thing, it seems to usually be the very first moment of the video. They're just showing you the beginning. So, I mean, maybe that's something to put thought into too. I don't know. We should definitely double check this. Oh, I think definitely. And I've talked about this in the thumbnail video recently about uh, the shorts are evolving in a weird way. Mm -hmm. We're start talking about how thumbnails are becoming more obsolete. Mm. Uh, I think that it's very true in shorts. The first few seconds is your new thumbnail. Yeah. Like, think of it that way. And like I was saying earlier, but they, the, in the future, they might choose different moments. You were pointing out it's usually the first few seconds of the video right now. Um, but just think of the first few seconds as what of people clipping, clicking. Yeah. Like that's what makes people click or not. The first few seconds of your short. Yeah. Um, because it's essentially the same thing. <laughs> right. If after the first few seconds, they decide to stay, they clicked on your short. That's how, that's how I would think about it. Right. And I think another thing to remember, at least for me, and I, I would bet most people are like this. When you look at the, like the short strip on YouTube, you're looking at the visuals long before you're reading the text because you don't have time to sit there and read every single title. You're not even looking at the title until you look at the visual. Mm -hmm. I noticed one I was looking at actually this week and it was the title was these are the best tasting cucumbers ever. And it was a cucumber recipe, but the title or the, the short caught my eye among all the other shorts because the woman was very fit and I thought I want to be fit like that. And that made me read that it was about cucumbers. And I thought, oh, yeah, well, good taste in cucumbers is also something I'd like to know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but I thought that was so interesting how I think if I was doing a cucumber recipe, the first thing I would think is I probably want a big close-up of the cucumbers. Maybe you do, mm -hmm. but I don't know how much is, you know, gets into clickbaity things where you're not getting the right audience. But I just thought that was interesting of like, you know, maybe somebody wants to see the result. Maybe it's not quite as obvious as you think it is what to show in those first few seconds or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of experimentation. I had a thought where you were saying that also. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, the new title, so your thumbnail is the first few seconds, and the new title is actual text on screen during the short. Mm, it's yeah. not the title of the short anymore. I don't think so. Uh, yeah. The title of the short, sure, maybe it matters a little bit, but people are going to see the visual the text on screen, you know, when you watch a short right. and it says, um, bro had no idea what was happening. Like that is the new title, whatever text is showing up. Um, so I'd be thinking of it that way. And some shorts have text on screen, the same text on screen the entire time. And it's essentially the title of the video. That's that's how I'd be thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all I have. Anything else you'd no, like to say? That's good. Great. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.